Hi, this is Netta Laurene from SmackDown, and you're listening to Freeform Rock Podcast. are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor. Hello there. Welcome to another edition of the Freeform Rock Podcast with me and somebody. And me and someone else. How are you, someone else? How are you all doing? Uh, I'm doing fine, someone else. How are you guys doing? Right on. In case you want to know his name, he's James West. And if you need to know my name, I'm Lee Gerstman. But, you know, a lot of people think of me as the guy who won't shut up. So let's just go with that. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of that, how, how was your week, uh, James? And thanks for being on the podcast again. Oh, man, that's, that's awesome. Thanks for having me again, guys. I always love to do this with, with you guys. And... Uh, Man, it gave me something to look forward to after a, a shitty week, man. Because I, I know you guys did a tribute to Eddie. I hadn't gotten to listen to it yet, but everyone in my w- world and neck of the woods has just been, you know, screwed up over him dying, man. And that was just, damn, it still is really depressing, man. I, I hadn't listened to any other music besides Van Halen until like two hours ago when I put this album on and took my notes. Because I just wasn't into it, man. I was so damn bummed out all week. I just been watching some uh, classic Van Halen concerts, man, and just fucking uh, missing missing Eddie, man. Um, he came into my life, you know, when I was like ten years old, man, and uh, you know he's one of my first, the biggest guitar heroes, and that shit just broke my heart, man. You know, it just really sucks, man. So I think everybody's feeling like that this week. I know you guys are too. It just sucks, man. I was about 11 when I first heard of heard Van Halen too. So um, even though we're maybe different ages, we still were into him during around the same age. Yeah, yeah, man. A lot of uh, people I know, you know, musicians, everybody got into Van Halen when they were young. And I, I heard Eruption into uh, You Really Got Me on the radio. I'm pretty wow. sure of that. So I was aware of Van Halen, and you know, I was like, holy shit, what the hell is that? <laughs> and, you know, and I kind of discovered Van Halen before 1984, so I knew who they were. But um, yeah. I don't I don't remember if I owned anything before 1984. I know I, I, I heard Van Halen one. A friend had it on cassette. But really, man, when I, when I got into them and was really super aware of them was 1984. And right on. You know, it was just all over MTV when it mattered, man. Nobody was bigger in the world in 1984 than that band. And yeah. I had Eddie, Eddie all over my walls, man. You know, he, he was my uh, second guitar hero right after H. Fraley being a kid and, and like Tony Allen. Oh, yeah. yeah, man, he just like come in and stole my heart, man. And, uh, hey, you know, it's like Kerry King from Slayer said, he, Eddie was a fucking guitar ninja. And, 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 and yeah. that's exactly what he was, man. Just one of a kind, you know, to never be replicated or duplicated. I mean, it's just, it's crazy, man, how, how good he was. And I did get to see him once live. 
with Roth's uh, second night of the reunion tour in 2007. I, I think I told you guys that before, but, you know, That's one of the best cool. nights of my life. And, I heard uh, that they were the, the very first concert that they did on the reunion was on my birthday. I didn't get to see them, but I thought that was a trip. September 27th, the first concert that they did. I thought, that's a trip. They're starting on my birthday. Yeah, yeah, they started here in North Carolina, man. They started in Charlotte, and my best friend was at that concert that night. Uh, And then I got tickets to go the next night. I can't remember why we didn't go together or whatever, but I got tickets to the very uh, next night to Greensboro. So it was like second night of the tour. Man, I just can't tell you the excitement that it was in the arena and everything, man, with Roth coming back and just, man, it, it you know, it was just nuts. And uh, they were great. Um, man, it was just nothing like seeing Eddie live. And, you know, I could check that off my list. Like, I have seen one of my heroes now. You know, and I knew he was sick. But I didn't realize, man, how bad sick he was. Because it seems like I just saw a month or two ago, you know, uh, some pictures, a few pictures posted of him. And he was smiling and everything. You know, I'm not sure when those pictures were taken. But, man, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. I didn't realize, you know, it got that bad. I hope he was beating the cancer. And, and, uh, you know, as as far as my lifetime, man, I, I... can't remember anything affecting me this bad as far as one of my heroes dying outside of like uh you know dime bag that was he was yeah. murdered so he totally didn't expect that you know and uh yeah jeff hanneman dying you know that sucked i love jeff hanneman too man but man eddie was just like huge and you know um him and hendrix have always been like the best two ever Oh yeah, several lived as far as I'm concerned, you know, and and uh, I, they're like one A and one B, man. It's like an impossible choice for me, but man, I gotta say, yeah. I'm, I'm watching classic Van Halen bootlegs all week and everything, man. And yeah. there definitely was nobody ever better than Eddie, man. He, God, man, he just was so on yep. fire. He has, so different. Yeah, did they have a lot of um different demos from? like different years like even some stuff i think from before when when before roth came in the band they have a few things with mike stone they have a lot of different demos that are um you know concerts and demos with a lot of songs that weren't on albums so there's a lot of stuff to see yeah, 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 you're right. And my, my friend, um, we'll just call him Mr. X, he uh, hooks me up with a ton of bootlegs all the time. And, I, you know, I've got so many Van Halen DVDs and different bootlegs. And uh, and then some of the stuff is just audio from like 76 and 77, you know. And, um, wow. God, I, just, uh, he was so phenomenal, he, even, you know, before they broke it big. You know, I mean, nobody was like him, man. It was just unbelievable and, you know, making his own guitars. and He just changed the whole face of the rock, you know, rock industry, especially the guitar industry in general. And, uh, man, there's just nobody 
nobody was like him, man. I, I just, man, that, that shit crushed me, man. And, uh, you know, it was hard to listen to any music this week, really, outside of Van Halen, you know, and that's you know that brings tears to your eyes every time you listen to that you know so yeah it's been a rough week man you know it's, it's like neil pert dying it's just like you know it's just crazy dude yeah it's like neil peart tom petty prince and now eddie van Halen for me those are my big biggies i think the first yeah. time i ever cried when somebody died was tom petty because me and my mom had a special connection with him but eddie is just like like Wow, I didn't. I thought we were gonna get a summer tour with uh, Michael Anthony coming back. I thought that too. And so yeah, me too. Michael, but they never contacted him because I guess his cancer got worse. And um, yeah, Sammy was all for it. He said, "Yeah, uh, we'll take the." They took a break on the circle to, to let Mikey do that, and nothing happened. So they started scheduling shows again. So Sammy was all for Mikey going back. He wasn't being a dick to him. Um, yeah. Yeah, of course he was going to go back with original Van Halen, dude. I mean, you know, he'd be a fool to turn that down. And, and yeah, I mean, I, I, I won't even, you know, you know, you guys know how I feel about Sammy, but I, I don't even want to do no bashing or anything tonight. You know, I feel the world about him, but man, you know, it just sucks for everybody. Him, you know, him too, just, just like the whole music world, man, it's just like a big blow and, uh, you know, there's never going to be another Eddie, man. I just, you know, I can bank on that. Just, yeah. God, just revolutionary. And the way he, you know, his sound, his rhythms, the songs he wrote, the leads he played, just, just he was like the complete package, man, as far as a guitar hero. And, um, you know, I, I know Dimebag loved to death. You know, he buried that black and white. You know, black and yellow striped guitar with Dom. That's how much he thought of him. And you know, I'm glad they got to meet the, you know, Abbott brothers and the Van Halen brothers before Dom was murdered. And, and you know, I got three guitar players on my wall uh, as far as uh, my kitchen and living room go, and that's Hendrix, Dom Bag, and, and Eddie. Well, Ace too. I got a Kiss picture too, but. You know, man, it's hard when one of your heroes dies, man. It sucks. But, um, but I'm excited saw, to be here saw, to do this album. You know? I saw, I saw, I, I think you posted the picture of you and Eddie. Right? Oh, no, no, man. No, that was Dimebag and Eddie. I, I think. Uh, what was <laughs> it? Was the one with, with, um, it looked like you with a mustache. And 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 Eddie, was that you and Eddie? No. Was, or, oh, no, I, I'm not. sorry, but but I mean, no, no. but 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 did you did you meet Eddie? No, no, man, I never. Oh, met I am so, yeah, I, I I didn't meet Eddie either. You know, I I just, no. I, I just saw a picture, and, and it looked like a picture of you and Eddie. If if that's not you, I apologize. But I mean, oh, it, I wish. But, 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 but it looked, it looked like, like a fan and Eddie, and you had posted the picture. Well, man, it was actually Dimebag and Eddie. Well, I know the one you're talking about, but it, I, 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 it was I, I, Dimebag. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I wish, man. I wish I could have met Eddie. You know, God, I, I, I would have loved that, man. Um, but I never did get to meet him, you know, and uh, I, I started going to concerts like a year after 1984. So, 
I never got yeah. a CD Van Halen back then, but I man, did. I'm so happy. Yeah, yeah, you <laughs> went saw 1984 tour, didn't you, man? It was fucking Fuck, one man. of the best shows I've ever seen. Um, oh yeah, the, the, sure. Dude, well, for me, well, I mean, Eddie was perfection on guitars. There's no doubt about it. But the two guys on the Van Halen show that impressed me the most that really got me really excited were Alex Van Halen on his solo he was so I was like this guy is unreal this is this is too good to be true I was like oh my fucking god how much faster can he go and and and, and I was like jazzed up and then david lee roth he just would just like sit down or just smile and wave or do whatever but i'm usually the kind of guy who's kind of composed and just sort of stand there in concerts i was raising my fist and going yeah because he got me in that mood and the other concert the other concert was kiss and with the original lineup um, yeah. for the Dynasty Great. concert. Ace, he, he kept playing. I was like, oh my fucking God, this is the best guitar solo I've heard. It's like, how much longer can he play so hot? And then and, and he just kept going. And then Gene didn't really do a real, like, melodic solo. He was just doing weird shit. But he was interesting. And so both Gene and Ace caught my attention. That's that's back then. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I'm sure that was a killer tour, man. And uh yeah. man, I, I would have killed to see the nineteen eighty four tour. I've got a couple bootlegs that are really good from like I think it's Montreal. Canada and then uh, a couple other ones and uh, yeah. they're just like really good bootlegs so, but there's nothing like being there man I mean you can watch it on YouTube and any concert on YouTube but yeah. it's nothing beats being there you know you, you don't get it till you're, you're there you know yeah 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 especially yeah yeah. 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 Well, you guys want to get into some good stuff now? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't put anybody down talking about Eddie, but, you know, it's like, it's unavoidable. Let's or, get it out, man. I had to it's get so it out. Yeah, let's get it out. It's so good. For the future, man, I, I definitely look forward to doing that with you guys or discussing a lot more. Yeah, yeah. Um, I but I do guys, love this album. I don't think we've done what, Diver Down or, or 84. So, I think, yeah. we, I think we, we haven't done the first one. We haven't done that in one either. Really? Yeah, we've wow. done when, uh, Women and Children first. And I think that's the only and, uh, and a different kind of troops. Okay. Ben Halen too. Yeah, well, yeah, well James, I mean, you were on different kind of truth. Yeah, I was on different kind of truth. And, of course, and, uh, I could say a different kind of truth and say you weren't on it, or I wasn't. But that that would be a different kind of truth. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. So today, I, I would, uh, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. I would love to be on the cla- any classic Van Halen albums you guys do, especially 1984, because that had such a huge impact on my life. 
So yeah. just remember me when you guys do it. That album had a huge impact on everybody because of the freaking MTV, man. That just blew up. And yeah, yeah. For me, I would say, except for Jump, it was a good album. I like Jump. Um, yeah, but 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 I don't. Well, any light too. I'm not gonna piss on you right now, but but I I I actually did do dancing to my mirror with my dog, and my dog would hop my leg while I would dance, and and I have to be truthful. It, it was weird, but I I pretended I did a video. Where where I was dancing to jump, and my dog would hump my leg while I danced, and it was it was fun times back then. So I'm not gonna piss on the song that much, but I I, I will say the rest of the album I like better. Man, when we if we do that, uh, Mark, remember what Lee just said, so we can elaborate on that in the future. Uh, well, I'm gonna elaborate it a lot, but 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 but, I, but, but, but it might be a little bit creepy for some listeners. Uh, all right. So let's uh, get, all right. get into this album that James picked, Rust in Peace. Uh, it's the fourth studio album by Megadeth, released uh, September 24th, 1990. So it just barely had an anniversary here uh, by Capitol Records. It has been mentioned as one of the best thrash metal records of all time by publications such as Decibel and Kerrang! And listed in the reference book, 100, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. The album was nominated for a Grammy Award, Best Metal Performance at the 33rd Grammy Awards and 1991 Foundations Forum. The album received a Concrete Foundations Award for Top Radio Album and Single Hanger 18 won Top Radio Cut. This is the first Megadeth album to feature lead guitarist Marty Friedman and drummer Nick Minta. The songs Hanger 18 and Holy Wars Punishment Was Due was released as singles and remixed and remastered version of the album featuring four bonus tracks was released in 2004. So James, how did you get into this record? Well, um, I got to Megadeth early in uh, 86, man. It was a big year for me because of the Metallica, Slayer, Megadeth, all putting out his killer thrash albums then. And I uh, became a big Megadeth fan, and I knew they had a new one coming out. Um, I didn't know Marty had joined Megadeth till like right before it come out, and I actually used to listen to and I always have trouble pronouncing it. I think it's cacophony, cacophony. I don't know exactly. I think it's cacophony. Yeah. It, shit's hard to pronounce, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And, it's it's um, so good. Jason Beck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those two, you know, I heard a, uh, I had a cassette, one or two uh, cassettes from them. So I knew he was a killer player, but. Um, Man, I was just waiting on this new Megadeth to come out, and when when I remember, like we all got it on cassette, like the day it come out, you know, we're all pumped to me and my friends. And man, just from the time I put it in and hit play, it just blew me away. And I, I just I think it's make you know spoiler, I think it's Megadeth's best album, and uh, it deserves all the praise that it gets. It's it's a true masterpiece. And, uh, you know, I saw Megadeth first in 88, you know, on the, on the so far, so good, so what. So I was like, really, 
already really into them, but uh, this just took it to a whole another level for me. So, big Megadeth fan right here. Yeah, I, unfortunately, I got into them on Countdown to Extinct, Extinction. I went back to this one and go, wow, this one's way better. But I do like Countdown. Um, but I got into those MTV videos. They showed, I didn't really, wasn't really watching Headbangers Ball because I was mostly into like hard rock. And my friend got me into Metallica, Kill 'em All, first thrash album. I got into them late in the like 80, 87, 89. So I was into Metallica late, and then I started. That got me into harder music. So I started listening to Megadeth and other groups. I tried Slayer. Sorry, James, I can't stand the singer. Uh, the music's really good, though. I uh, one of the best drummers ever in, in Slayer. <laughs> so uh, absolutely. And I love that he's in Suicidal Tendencies, so I can listen to him more. <laughs> so I love. Yeah, suicidal. I love him with Suicidal too, man. Me too. I'm a big Suicidal fan too, man. I actually have to say, even though I'm not um, the biggest fan of wanting to listen to all of Slayer's stuff, I would say of the Big Four or whatever, their last, you know, which album was the best? I thought Slayer's was the best. Yeah, me too, man. I definitely they're 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 my favorite out of the big four. Now to me nothing Only the last album that's what I'm talking oh, about. But 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 yeah, really? but no, the I, very I, I last Megadeth yeah, yeah. Megadeth put yeah, out a great good. album, yeah. Dystopia and freaking Metallica, the double record. God, I loved them but, all. Yeah. But, I didn't but, really but, like but, but 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 <laughs> I did like the Slayer album. Yeah. But but I I, yeah. I, I, I I do like them. I don't always like their lyrics. I can't believe they punked, they punked out and retired, man. They got so much music ahead. I don't, even though I don't oh, like them. No. Oh. Nah, they went out right. They yeah. went out right to me. They went yeah. out with dignity. They went out while they were still, there was no letdown and everything. And I'm happy that they went out because if one of, one of those guys didn't want to do it, I would just... Uh, rather than just go ahead and, re and retire, I don't think you'll you'll see him on tour again in the next year or two, or I don't think you'll ever see that again, honestly, because I, I think they're gonna uphold their dignity, man, and, and stay retired. Now they might do side projects, some of the guys, but yeah, they they went out on top, and I'm I'm happy with that. It was sad, but I'm happy. I think they'll do a big four if they ever do that, like a one-off concert, you know. I think they'll do something yeah, like that. Yeah, maybe that. I think they've said yeah, that. Maybe they, that. Would, they would do that. They would get back and do one show here or there. But they wouldn't do an album or a big tour anymore. But I don't think that they did like a contract where we must stop and never perform again. Yeah, Motley In order to finally decide, hey, we're going to rip up the contract. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. You, oh, you want to get started, but yeah, a lot of bands out there that you know said they were going to retire ten or twenty years ago, and they're still out there milking the fans, and they're not half of what they used to be. And Slayer, at least, is not one of those bands. And Rush did it right, even you know before Perk died. Thing. They just kind of said, hey, this is probably going to be our last tour. We're not going to tag farewell to it, but you might want to come see us. And yeah. you know, they, they just went out, man. And, and um, I think that was just totally the right way to do it. You know, uh, yeah. Kiss and Ozzy could learn some lessons. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Well, the Scorpions even yeah. said it, too. But the Scorpions still rule life. <laughs> so they even said it was a mistake. They started having fun again. So, 
Um, yeah. But I saw the Scorpions on the last turn, and they were really great. <laughs> Klaus sounded good. Oh. Matthias was great. Was he, like, was was, was Klaus the only original member? Uh, Klaus and uh, Rudolph. Oh, okay. And they have uh, James, I think it's, uh, what's that guy, the drummer from uh, Motorhead? Yeah, oh, Mickey D. Mickey D's their Mickey drummer D. now. Yeah, that was, he was a great yeah. drum solo, man. Fuck that, I didn't know how good that guy was. Shit. Oh, my God, dude. When he was with King Diamond, I mean, like King Diamond or hate him, dude. He always had a killer band, and Mickey D was just, like, unbelievable, man. man. That guy's a hell of a drummer. You know, I never saw the Scorpions live. Uh, when they come out with that wind of change or whatever, I bail, to be honest with you. I, I haven't listened to them in 20 or 30 years. Man, you know, I was just like, uh, screw these guys. I'm out. Lonesome Crow and Flight to the Rainbow are the, are, are the best stuff. Yeah. I'm more into Blackout. Blackout and Love It Sting. <laughs> um, okay. Lonesome Crow and Flight to the Rainbow was their best stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, well, I have to yeah. say, man, yeah, yeah, I, I, I need to go back and revisit some old Scorpion stuff that I haven't went back to or heard a whole lot of, but definitely the Blackout, you know, would rock you like a hurricane. Um, I mean, go do Lonesome Crow and it's not, Flight to the Rainbow. Yeah, I'll go back. Yeah, yeah, just only those, only those. Virgin Killers, sorry, I'm being a bitch. I'm being a bitch. I'm sorry. What about yeah? Virgin Killers is real, really good. I haven't listened to that in a long time. I haven't. I I only heard like about one song. I'm 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 gonna try to be nice. All right, well let's. I'm getting a little bit drunk, so I don't know how much more nice I'm gonna be. All right, let's let's okay. uh, let's uh, get into this album now. But uh, James, you picked the you picked the the first song, "Holy Wars: The Punishment Is Due" to play. So here's "Holy Wars: The Punishment Is Due" by Megadeth. <laughs>
okay, that was Holy Wars, the punishment is due. Why did you pick that track, James? Well, to me, it's uh, this is the, the best Megadeth song ever, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, and I picked it, I mean, for the people that actually have lived under rocks and never heard it. You know, I just wanted to make sure it, it, it got on there so when we talked about it, people could really, uh, you know, hear it again. Or if you haven't heard it in a long time, appreciate it. Uh, I just think right out of the gate, that song just rolls. The man sounds great. Uh, you know, I, I put it right up there with anything Slayer and Metallica. And Megan, uh, Slayer Metallica did. Uh, I love the breakdown when the breakdown hits and Marty Freeman rips that badass acoustic solo right before they go into that halftime feel and the two solos he does before Dave rips the one, you know, towards the end. I mean, man, it's just a phenomenal song, you know, and uh, it's it's my favorite from them of, of all time, man. So, uh, you know, can't go wrong picking that tune, dude. So, uh, what do you think about it, uh, Lee? Okay, before I say what I think about it, I do have to say that in a couple of the songs, at least on here, I think the, the lyrics are too intense. Like, they're a bit too intense for me. Like, I prefer stuff that's, that's not so intense lyrically, and so... Um, I, I much prefer lyrics not as intense, and so I, I just needed to say that so the lyrics did affect me somewhat in a couple of the tunes um, in a way so that they were, the lyrics were the reason why I didn't pick certain tunes. And But, but anyway, okay, Holy Wars, the music is great. And that's the type of hard rock I'm into. The lyrics are too intense for my liking. But if this were an instrumental song, I would have picked it. Yeah, I think uh, what James said, man, this is one of their best songs of all time. Um, it starts out with a killer riff, fucking jams before they even get to the lyrics. Headbanging classic to start the album. So many changes and progressions in this song. Even the Spanish acoustical guitar by Marty Marty Rips. And Dave, also, also what a duo, du guitar duo, man. Great song to start off Hell this album. Yeah. And then we get Hell to... Yeah. And we get to the next song, which you also picked, uh, James, Hangar 18. So here's Hangar 18 by Megadeth.
That was uh, Hangar 18. Why'd you pick this track, James? Okay, this is a very close second favorite ever Megadeth song for me. It's like right there with Holy Wars. You know, I, uh, I'm a guitar player. I love, love, you know, thrash guitarist. And uh, I think Mustang and Freeman show the world, you know, as far as sheer technical ability. I mean, there, you know, I can't think of a better duo ever, especially in thrash. I, I love the way the melody is and, and uh, the first couple solos, but that, that, you know, actually those chords are like the same chords that are in Call of Cthulhu from Metallica. If you are, are a guitar player, you can go back and check that out. Just, just play it a little faster. But um, especially the main solo from Marty Freeman in the middle. I mean, good God, man. I mean, nobody was using Japanese scales at that time like Marty Freeman. And, you know, he's just so original and so unique. It's just a jaw-dropping song. You know, even if you're not a guitar player, you know, I hope you could appreciate it. You know, nearly as much as I do. But if you're a guitar player, I mean, man, it's just it's just a shred fest. And uh, man, I never ever get tired of listening to those guys trade solos, especially on this album. I mean, they're just amazing. What'd you think about it, Lee? It's okay. Musically, it's pretty good. The lyrics are too intense for my liking. Uh, musically, it's somewhat filler. But okay enough. Oh man, uh, this album just keeps on going with the riffs and the leads. Can this album get any better? We shall see if, when this as this review keeps going. Man, Dave and Marty are jamming. Nick Menza rules on drums. What a loss of losing this guy, man. He died on stage playing drums, man. Fucking animal. Um, he's so amazingly good, and, and he's very underrated as a thrash drummer, also. But uh, yes, Megadeth fans wanted this uh, group to get back together, and they were talking about it, but uh, Marty pulled out. So, but, uh, okay, before we continue, I want to say, even though I had criticisms of the first two songs, I will say overall. Megadeth is one of my favorite bands of that type of music, and I do thank you, James, for picking a Megadeth album. That's what I want to say. Cool, thanks, man. You can't go wrong picking this album, dude. It's just too damn good, you know. I've always actually wanted to hear it too, and so um, I never had heard it until you decided to pick it. So, oh right wow. On. I mean, wow, I, man, I, I might have heard, like, like, maybe I heard a song, but no, I mean, I, I never heard it before, believe it or not. Yeah, well, uh, that blows my so, mind, man. So I'm so, so, so I guess to you, it would be like if I said, wow, you mean there's a group called the Beatles? Shit, <laughs> I have to, yeah. have, to <laughs> have to find out what they're about, you know, kind of like that. But no, Dude, that blows yeah. my mind. Yeah, hey man. Um, even That's though really I, cool. I I claim to know a lot about music, there's there's still stuff that I should know that I don't. Wow, Ali yeah. admitted he doesn't Me know too. everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. This is the only fucking time I'll do that. 
<laughs> every other time I'll say I I, 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 I know everything. All right. Um, we get to we get to the next song, which uh, honorable mention for James, because this is he wanted to play this, too. But uh, nobody else picked it. And I'm not going to play five songs because this is going to be a long episode. <laughs> so uh, take no prisoners, James. What do you think about this one? Oh, man, I love this song, too. I mean, it, I I wanted to make sure Holy Wars and Hangar 18 got on there just for the few people that haven't heard it or whatever because they're such classics. But this, like, holds right up there with it to me, uh, just right under it. I, I think it's as good as a opening three-song punch as any thrash or metal album. I mean, this song just... It's what it says. It takes no prisoners. Um, Mustaine is the godfather of thrash and the best overall thrash guitarist ever, in my opinion. He plays rhythm guitar faster than half of the lead guitar players out there. The band is just smoking hot on this crushing tune. The drums and the bass kill it, too. I mean, Marty and Mustaine, are, you know, they're... They're so well known, man. But like you said, with Junior and Nick Menza, I mean, those guys are phenomenal players too. And I think this really just shows that the band is just extremely tight, and this is extremely good thrash. What did you think about it, Lee? It's okay. I like the beat, but musically, it falls flat a little bit. Still, I'll take it over anything off of Metallica's. And justice for all. Oh boy, uh, I love this song. It's freaking. Uh, the lyrics are fierce and freaking angry. Take no prisoners. Take no shit. I love freaking Dave's vocal tone on this song. It's a fucking jam. And I love it. And then we uh, get to the next track, which is Five Magics to Inside One. If you had the cassette or vinyl, what do you think about this one, James? I, I love the fast start. How it starts out fast. Then how it slows down for like a minute or two. It's like the first chance to catch your breath on this album. You know, it shows a little bit of dynamics there. Um, Junior's bass bass sounds just amazing, and so is the overall production on this album. It's just you know I don't think it could have got any better production wise. And Marty just rips all over this song, and uh, Mustang's lyrics are always great. It's just a fantastic way to close out side one here. What did you think about it, uh, Lee? This is one of the better songs off of the album, and it somehow reminds me a little bit of Rush. Not a lot, but a little bit. Uh, yeah, this I is can see that. The riffs and jams love Dave's vocals. No one sounds like him. And David Ellison rules on bass. The break rules that goes into a kick-ass solo. This rules. This album This album is so good. Makes me love them more than Metallica. But Megadeth is still my number two. <laughs> when I listen to this album, I go, fuck Metallica. But then I listen to Metallica Killmonger. I go, fuck Megadeth. You know? <laughs> it's like whatever I'm yes. listening to. It's my number one or number yeah. two at that time. But this is a great song, man. I love it. Yeah. Then we turn it over to side two, and we start with "Poison Was the Cure." What do you think about this one, James? I love the way that this it sounds so ominous when it when it uh, starts out and opens up side two. It, uh, slowly, then it just takes off like a bullet. You know, e even if you don't play guitar, you should be able to recognize how incredible the band is here. Um, especially the guitar players. I, I love the song title. 
and how compact and tight the song is. Just no letdown on this album's greatness. What did you think about it, Lee? This is one I almost would have picked, except I only had two picks. But this is very cool, and it's one of the better songs off of the album. Yeah, um, killer bass intro by Ellison, and then the riffs come in, and then goes into a cool drum intro, and then the song is fast and hard, thrash, head-banging, fucking solo, and the drums, man. This, this song is fucking perfect. I love it. And then we get into the next track, Lucretta, which uh, you picked, Lee. So here's and it's called Lucretia. Uh, Lucretia. Okay, I said it wrong. So it's like what, that, fine. that Billy Joel uh, episode that I said a song wrong I heard today when I was going to edit it. So I recorded a new intro for me saying the track name and took that bad intro out. <laughs> but, but you, you know, you know um, it's, it's all good. I you didn't even call me on it, Lee. Shame on you. I'm pissed at you for that one. <laughs> I'm sorry, but, but it's like... Like, I sometimes accidentally um, call Def Leppard Pyromania by that pronunciation when I should say Def Leppard's not-so-great album. <laughs> All right, so here's Lucretia by uh, Megadeth on Freeform Rock Podcast. <laughs>
Okay, that was Lucretia by uh, Megadeth. Why'd you pick that track, Lee? Musically, it reminds me a little bit of Slayer, but done differently than how Slayer would have done it. I like the vibe to it. It's my kind of jam. Nice. What do you think about it, James? I really dig how this song opens with the melody, and then they slow it down a little bit and get into a really nice groove going. It just It's a really good groove they got going in this song. I love the riffing uh, right before the solo, and then Marty trades off with Dave, and they're just they're just ripping ass. And you know Mustang can really rip when he wants to as well. He's no damn slouch as far as lead guitar goes, and uh, you know just just another awesome song. You know, got nothing bad to say about it whatsoever. Yeah, uh, so many time signatures in this song. Uh, I love it. Uh, people don't notice how good this band is. They just hear, oh man, this is thrash. But they're not listening. Like you, you're James. You were listening to the guitar stuff. You're listening to how well they're playing. People, a lot of people who are into metal, don't give a shit about that. They just want to fucking thrash your heads and bang your heads and get right, drunk. Right. You know? They don't listen to yeah. the musicality of thrash. I think thrash is on par with progressive rock and classical music. They have a lot of time signatures and changes, and people don't um, notice that. I'm not going to piss on your parade, so I'll shut up. I, said, I, I, I will say occasionally yes, <laughs> but 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 no, only only one-tenth of a percent of the groups are that good. Nah, well, Megadeth like... is one of them, but I'm sorry, there's, there's other groups Suicidal that are thrashed. Suicidal Tendencies, that... a puck band, has a lot of changes in them, too. So. <laughs> uh, they're okay, <laughs> but, but they're more like Red Hot Chili Peppers with a bit of cheese and <laughs> and and velaments added. All right, well, this is these a... guys can play, man. Yeah, they can play. They can play. <laughs> this is a great. Which group can play? You said Megadeth. I Megadeth. Oh, they good. Because because if you said suicidal tendencies, I, I will I would have been a little bit more bitching, even though I do like them, but. But no, they're, they're, they're a little bit more like, like, oops, I farted on big piece of nacho on the ground. Dude, when frickin' Robert Trujillo and Rocky George are in that band, that band yeah, freaking grooved and fucking rolled. Okay, if Robert Trujillo was in the group, then I can yeah. dig it. Yeah. Yeah. You know more about music than I do at this moment. I hate it. <laughs> All right, man. So let's get into the next song, which you picked, Lee. Tor Tornado of Souls. Tornado. Ah, I did that on purpose. <laughs> okay. I was testing Tornado you. of Souls. Tornado of Souls. Okay, here we go. Megadeth, Tornado of Souls. <laughs> I'm 
Okay, that was Tornado of Souls. Why'd you pick that track, Lee? This sounds to me like what KISS would have sounded like if they listened to Vinnie Vincent's advice and they went full metal. It's a really good song that I think could have been a hit. What'd you think about it, James? Oh man, this is definitely a hidden gem off this album. And I'm really glad one of you guys picked it because I was agonizing over should I pick the two obvious ones uh, you know, that I love or should I pick two of the rare ones. So I went with two of the obvious ones, but Tornado of Souls is like a, a, a hidden gem. I, um, I really uh, love this song. Um, some of the best lyrics on this song. One of the best solos I've ever heard from Marty Freeman. Um, he just shows the rest of the thrash guitar players who daddy is. And uh, he's daddy. And there's a reason that everybody else that followed Marty gets compared to him as far as, you know, Megadeth, you know, and all their lead guitar players. And they, they've all been fantastic. I mean, there's no bad Megadeth guitar player. They're all really good. But as far as I'm concerned, Marty just rules them all. Even uh, Chris Broderick, the original one? Oh, oh no, 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 no. Christopher Broderick came uh, much later, man. Uh, you're oh, thinking about Chris Poland. Yeah, Poland. I get the Chris's mixed up. Poland. Yeah, you? yeah. He's, I mean, he's really good, but he's not Marty. Yeah, okay. he's just not Marty. I mean, no, nobody back then was, especially in a major band that, that I'm aware of, was using Japanese scales. And I was just always like, man, why does this guy sound so different? So I, I bought one of his guitar lessons on VHS tape back then. And um, I, I sat down and learned some of his licks and then realized, you know, and he was talking about it, you know, he used Japanese scales and everybody was doing the whole Ingve school of guitar playing or, or, you know, copying Eddie still. And to me, Marty was just like a breath of fresh air because nobody out there sounded quite like him. And um, yeah, Chris Poland's really good and, probably my second favorite but just like broderick and all the guys that have been in megadeth after marty's left i mean they can all play his stuff they never quite get it to sound just like him because there's there's only one marty freeman and he just he owns all of them yeah i, I agree i i love marty freeman i just don't like his j-pop stuff because he did move to Japan. <laughs> so you can... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like any of that. But his solo stuff is really good. Oh, man. Yeah, they're like loudspeaker. And uh, there's several Marty solo albums. But, uh, yeah, he's incredible, man. And, and truly unique. Yeah. So that, I love anybody that's unique and different. And he, man, he's unbelievable. Yeah, this is a great song. Uh, it's progressive thrash here. Uh, Marty and Nick are kicking ass. Uh, Freaking Poland. I love Poland, but Marty's still my Megadeth guitarist. Like you were saying, he's number one. Uh, I love him so much, except, like I said, the J pop shit he done. <laughs> he's done. I love this song. And then we get to the uh, the next one, which is like a little uh. instrumental by Ellison called Dawn Patrol. What'd you think about this one, James? I thought this was. Uh... A unique and very welcome surprise here with this short tune. Um, Junior really gets featured here. He's an amazing bass player that gets a tad bit overshadowed by, like, you know, uh, the, the, you know, Mustaine, and also, you know, everybody talks about Cliff Burton, which he is my favorite 
bass player and to me the best metal bassist ever. The junior is really amazing, and anybody that can follow Mustaine on what he does, you know, has to be top notch. But he's very unique. I, I love his bass sound, especially on this album. And uh, you know, he 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 really deserves a gold medal for for this tune. I mean, I, and and just playing with Mustaine in general, because. You know, everybody knows he's a hard guy to get along with, and Junior's been there pretty much the whole time. And uh, I, I really love the lyrics here as well. It's just a good, good little tune, little diversion. What do you think about it, Lee? Even though it's bass-heavy, I could hear Ace really do a version of this. He definitely could sing it. Actually, it would have been the only... Um, good song from Gene Simmons' 1978 solo album. Right, it's a pretty decent tune. Yeah, it's killer bass. I love it. It's it, it wasn't expected, and uh, Dave messing around with the English accent was really cool too. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It wasn't like an I instrumental with just like squawking. It wasn't really lyrics to me. <laughs> so. Uh, uh, yeah, but it, it's man, it's it's really just something stand out on this album. This is something different, and uh, I love Junior's bass playing, and he can't get enough accolades as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and then we uh, get to the final song on the album, "Rest in Peace, Polaris." What do you think about this one, uh, James? Uh, the drums sound so good here right away. It's a nice tempo shift to go into the main riff on this one. I especially love the bridge riff and the, and the lyrics. I spread disease like a dog, discharge my payload, a mile high rotten egg of death, wrestles your nostrils. I mean, it's always uh, just killer lyrics from Mustaine about, you know, this one's mostly about nuclear war and, the aftermath of that and he's just like a master of writing about war and politics um when he's at his best all pissed off growling and snarling you know and the band just rips ass to this to close this masterpiece of the album out um you know like i think i've told you guys i saw this tour uh clash of the titans with slayer anthrax and alice in chains you know opening and megadeth just Man, they were unbelievable. I've saw them before and after several times, but they were never better than this period to me and never had a better band. What did you think about it, uh, Oh, um, the musicianship and how everyone works together is unreal. It's a very cool song that's almost as cool as Wake Up Dead from the Peace Cells for Who's Buying album. A great album closer. Yeah, I, this is one of my favorite songs on out this album. I love the drums. Uh, man, this shit jams. It's like two songs in one. <laughs> it's fucking great. It is named like two songs in one, but I love it. Great way to end this, this great album. I give this 9 out of 10. Fucking great album, man. What do you, uh, so... Let's see who, uh, blah, 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 personnel on this album. Of course, Dave Mustaine, lead vocals, lead and rhythm guitars. David Ellison, bass, backing vocals. Marty Friedman, lead and rhythm guitars. Nick Menza, drums and back, backing vocals. And uh, who produced this? Da, da, da. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Mike Clink. 
produced it. So. Yeah, yeah, so I thought. Yeah, so uh, this is a great album, man. And it, it, I think they started going a little downhill after this because Countdown was really commercial. Even though I love Countdown, I think some they were hit and miss after this album because you couldn't the first three were just killer and all of a sudden countdown i thought was a little even though i got into countdown going back and listening i liked the first four better than countdown so i think they started going downhill and then they came back with dystopia and just fucking blew everybody away again <laughs> so yeah they, they yeah they were really in this 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 time frame right here man they were just like untouchable and how do you follow this album up with anything to top it it's like you can't yeah and uh so uh, i want to thank you uh james for being on the podcast again and we're going to give you our tracks of the week and you picked uh slayer war ensemble and uh lee picked zotrope tripwires yeah and i picked uh, metallica atlas rise to go with the theme of the big four and uh um, then she picked a war ensemble i go shit i'm gonna pick this one <laughs> uh, hey man i the reason i picked it uh is because it had its 30th anniversary seasons in the abyss was also like this past week it was around the same time the megadeth came out and I saw the tour, you know, Slayer was touring this album when Megadeth was touring Rust in Peace. And to me, like, both of them were just at their peak. They were never better. It, um, and it's not quite as fast as, like, Rain and Blood stuff. So I figured, okay, maybe, maybe there's something about these guys I find they like. But, uh, you know, I know you guys aren't huge Slayer fans, but, um, man, this song just kicks ass and uh you know i just challenge anybody to go and learn this on guitar and you know see how quick man it it, it took a while to learn this one on guitar when i was like 18 or whatever you know it's just a really really fast tune and uh, there's a lot of riffing going on in there and a lot of notes so it, it's definitely a workout but i just think it's a great song man all right hey lee did i say your track of the week right the name of the group yeah okay cool and then, uh, then we end it as always with a Lee composition, composition, whatever you wanted. I don't know, whatever yeah. I wanted, Lee. <laughs> uh, but but you'll find out. <laughs> All right, James, <laughs> man. Uh, thank you for being on this episode, and we'll get you back soon. And uh, man, you guys have a great night. And uh, as always, Lee, say goodbye. Bye bye. Later, James. Later, dudes.
You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artist by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.